Now, one of the reasons God does not give us a spirit of fear is explained in Proverbs 29, 25, because the fear of man brings a snare. It binds you. But if your fear binds you, then you become useless because your faith is not going to be able to work. So your walk is going to be hindered. But if God has given us a spirit of power and of love, if we walk in love according to the book of 1 John chapter 4, perfect love casts out fear. So if you're walking in the love of God, you will not be hindered, nor controlled, nor snared by fear. And when you are walking in love, the scripture says in Galatians chapter 5, in verse 6, that faith worketh by love. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, according to John, 1 John chapter 5, even our faith. So we are born of God, we're given the measure of faith, that through faith we may be led and walk in the Spirit, that we can be able to testify in power about our Lord and Savior. So one thing is a ripple effect to another. So therefore God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love. And the word there, sound mind, we could put self-control or self-discipline. We have to have a disciplined mind so it doesn't take off every which way, but it is under the control of the Holy Spirit in our lives as we yield to Him so that there is not that confusion of I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say. Prepare in prayer. Let Him guide you. Even if you have to write down and jot down some little note cards that you can always have with you. Some important texts that the wages of sin is death. Some important verses that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That it is through Christ, by faith, by grace, that we are saved. Not of ourselves, but it is the gift of God. All of these things to help you testify and witness. Eventually memorize these things so that they just flow out of a pure heart, out of a pure mind, and out of a pure conscience, and out of love, which is our duty to love one another, love our neighbor, love God. Then as we continue reading, it says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8, which is the following word, uh, verse, it says, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. This is when Paul had already been imprisoned. But be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. So in every one of these scriptures we find the importance of continuing to be a witness, speaking on the behalf of our Lord, for what he has done in our lives. Acts chapter 4 verse 20. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And that's all you can talk about. If you don't know anything more or know anything else. Then why should you be concerned about that? But the things that he has done. The things that you do know for certain in your life. Those you can share. You can be a witness 
And you can learn how to win souls. And he that wins souls is wise. Because that's what Jesus came to do. Pay with his blood the purchase ransom of every single human being on this planet. That none should perish but everyone. Come to repentance and the knowledge of the truth in Christ. The scripture continues in Acts chapter 4. Verse 24, after the apostles had been uh, warned and thrown in prison and brought out by the angel not to preach again or teach in his name. And this is what they said. And when they that had lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, thou hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is therein. They did not stop. Because it is our responsibility to let others know about the gospel. In Acts 4.31 it says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. Notice, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. And when they were filled with the Holy Ghost, they were able to speak the word of God with boldness, with confidence. You cannot leave out of the equation of witnessing the Holy Spirit. We may be knowledgeable about the word of God, but if we leave the Holy Spirit out, we're leaving the power that convicts. The power that brings the conviction to the heart and to the conscience of an individual to awaken it and realize the need of a Savior, a personal Savior, and that is Jesus Christ Himself. And then we have another reason why we need to witness and testify to people. According to Ezekiel 3.17, the prophet was warned and told this, Son of man, I have made thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore hear the word at my mouth. Give them warning from me. Notice, you are the one that gives the warning to others. It is not your responsibility to beat them with a bat on the head and try to convert them. They must make the choice themselves. They are free will moral agents. And only the power of the Holy Spirit can bring conviction. Whether it happens instantly or whether it happens somewhere down the road, it is the Holy Spirit Himself that does that work. But we must give them the Word, the Word, the Word of God concerning the situation or the circumstance. And then we continue from there. And the Scripture says in the book of Acts, in chapter 20, verse 21, Paul once again talking, says he's been testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. Those two things are required. Repentance. There has to be a changing of the mind of who is in control, who is Lord, who dictates how we live. And to whom belongs our spirit, our body, and our lives that have been purchased with the blood of Jesus? It says in verse 26, 
Wherefore I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. Why? Because I have done that which was required of me. I have not held back my peace, but I have warned them. I have let them know. And then it says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, Paul's coming to the end of the road here. His life is about to be ended. And these are some of the words that he penned for us. Henceforth there is laid up for me, and for every single believer, a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not only me, but unto all them that love his appearing. Notice that. We have to love and be looking for His for His return, for His coming, for Him to come and take His bride up so that we can be with the Lord, so that the redemption of these physical bodies can take place and our mortal body be replaced with an immortal body, not made with the hands of men or the hands or for the purposes of man, but made by the hands of God himself. And Paul looked for that day. He looked for that time. Are you awaiting and looking for that time in day two in your life? Is it something that you look forward to? Can you say in your conscience, my conscience is pure of the blood of all men. I have spoken, I have shared, I have given the testimony of my Lord and my Savior to others so that no man can say, I did not know, I did not forego and avoid and excuse myself from being a witness by saying, well, that's not for me. Well, I'm afraid. Well, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. There is no excuse whatsoever. We are given a command to start in Jerusalem, and your Jerusalem is where you live, and go outward from there. Don't try to save the world without first making sure that your family has an opportunity to hear the gospel. And sometimes those of your own household will not want to listen, will not want to hear. But don't worry about it. You give them the word, and let God use somebody else, and somebody else, and somebody else, and eventually they've got to make that decision and choice that they are going to repent before God and turn or they will perish and die in their sins. But you can have a conscience that is free, that is clear, that is right before God and good, that you have warned them. Not beat them with a bat over the head, but you have warned them. You have this day. The choice of life or the choice of death. The choice of blessing or the choice of cursing. Let them know. Let them know. And then you will be free from the responsibility of their blood upon you. Take advantage every single day that is possible. Support the work of God around the world where there are ministries that are taking the gospel be efficient in your giving to reach as many people as possible. Heaven is a very big place. And it's going to be a very long time we're going to be there. 
So we want as many people as possible to join us. Will you do your part? I expect for you to. Therefore, we're going to be concluding. And I say the Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. Truly. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance. Can you see it upon yourself and upon your life? And may he give you peace. May the shalom of God prosper you in all that you do for him and all that you let his life guide you in. Be enriched. Be blessed in Jesus' name. And we get ready for the next day as we go into the next study in Jesus' name. Study number 11.